We are deep in the season of Lent. The ashes seem so far behind us, but the palms are still a week away. And the eggs, <laughs> well, the eggs are on the other side of many days of prayer and fasting, of praying and giving up, of praying and letting go, of praying and forgiving. Ashes and forgiving are the subjects of the book of the prophet Jeremiah, the text we heard this morning. Jeremiah is overwhelmed with grief at the destruction of the temple in the sack of Jerusalem by the Babylonians. Jeremiah's perspective is that Nebuchadnezzar's hostile takeover is not only easy but inevitable because the moral fabric of Judah is so weak. And it is weak because the tribes of Judah have lost their faith in Yahweh. They have worshipped Baal instead. And they have given up their ancient Mosaic law, the law of their fathers and mothers, which says that keeping your neighbor safe and secure is second only to keeping Yahweh central in your life. And now Yahweh brings on the Babylonians and the Jewish people are deported as a sign of Yahweh's retribution. And in the ashes of the temple, Jeremiah is wailing. The book of Jeremiah laments lost love. Love that was once vigorous and dependable and open for the taking, but is now gone. Gone because it's been taken for granted. Gone because it's been badly used. The temple of Jerusalem was once the holy symbol of Yahweh's gracious presence, of Yahweh's promises of resources to all who kept the faith. It became, as all institutions do, I suppose, an instrument of power and wealth, a tool in the hands of the few to control the many. That was Jesus' point when he overturned the tables so many centuries later as history repeated itself. Love that was once the very source of life that was neglected and doubted and used only when convenient. Love that finally just died of misuse. And when that happens, when we just let love go, we build up all kinds of defensive reactions about it. We deny it and we rationalize it. It was no good anyway. Didn't really amount to much. Took too much time. But we feel terrible when we give up on love, no matter how much we try to think it away. We feel a great deal of pain. Sometimes, though, sometimes we have to put in some insulation between us and the pain, because we're just not very good with pain. That insulation is what keeps us from feeling much of anything anymore. Jeremiah is not insulating himself from pain. He understands that God is angry and justified in his use of Babylon to punish Judah. But Jeremiah is also making his own feelings known. He is wailing aloud from his broken heart. And then something really unexpected happens. Jeremiah stops wailing. He remembers that God is not only fierce and terrifying and a threatening judge, demanding obedience, demanding absolute loyalty, but that God is also utterly faithful 
and wildly creative. This is the same God who brought forth a child in the ancient and barren Sarah. This is the same God who delivered the Israelites from Egypt through Moses. This is not a God to be understood. This God prevails exactly where there is nothing to be seen but ashes. In the destruction of the temple. In the loss of love. God forgives betrayal and faithlessness. God suffers the bitter pain of Jeremiah and Judah. The sense of loss, of disillusionment, of meaninglessness. And God is then moved to forgive. And because Jeremiah has cried until he has no more tears, because Jeremiah has emptied his heart of every bit of disappointment and resentment and guilt, he can receive that love and that hope. And so God says, I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel, and they will be my people once again. First the emptying, then the receiving. First the pain, then the joy. This is what we do in Lent. Empty ourselves of all our clinging, desperate addiction to control. To everything we do to create the illusion of safety. That's what fasting and giving up and letting go and forgiving are. The movements we make to rid ourselves of those things which numb us from the feelings that scare us. When the tribes of Judah put up the statues of Baal, they did so to court the favor of the Assyrians, who had already captured and deported the tribes of Israel. Worship of the Assyrian gods gave Judah political and economic capital. The illusion of safety. And while you might argue that the people of Judah were just adapting to their new circumstances in order to survive, you must also say that in doing so they gave up their practice of justice for their own neighbors. They became secure at the price of their covenant to love God and love their neighbors. That illusion of safety often numbs us against the real pain and suffering that comes when we make too many compromises, especially with love. The insidious thing is that once we are numb, we're not selectively numb. It's not as though we can succeed in feeling no pain, but also feel full of joy. Like Jeremiah, we must allow the pain it's due before we can feel the incredible possibilities which come with healing love. Jesus is talking about this in this gospel. He compares himself to a grain of wheat which must die in order to yield a seal, a seed, which gives a new plant, and in doing so produces a whole generation of plants. He could ask that he not be put to death. He says that, should I ask the Father to take this away? But Jesus, like Jeremiah, believes that the heart of God is touched by human suffering and by his own suffering. Because Jesus believes that only if he faces and feels this pain that people feel when they have lost the connection with their creator and with each other, only then when he feels the pain, faces the pain, falls to the ground and is broken open, only then will people feel claimed and connected again. And God says, 
that God has done this before revealed his faithfulness and love to humanity God says I have glorified my name and that God will do it again Lent is the time of facing pain without numbing insulation Lent is the time of wailing about pain so that when Easter comes there will be room for whatever the Spirit brings we're not meant to suffer in silence there is no message here about stoicism the message is that deep in the heart of God is God's heart is beating in time with our own hearts that our griefs and our outrages and our righteous indignation all reach into that deep godly heart and touch it it is written in our hearts that we belong to God it is but it's not enough just to say the words the invitation in this gospel is to treat that belonging that's written in our hearts as a treasured relationship to wail with pain when it comes to ask forgiveness to expect attention and then finally to sing with joy when Easter comes at last This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.